Okay, so as we often do, we're going to start in a seated position. So whether that be seated on a blanket, a block, a chair, get yourself into a position where you feel comfortable and supported. So as I just uh, mentioned on the live stream, this idea of getting oriented in the moment, this recognition of what is. So find your comfortable seat and then find a place to rest your hands. And we're just going to do some little uh, stress identification and stress release uh, before we start in on this um, meditation. So inhale, shrug your shoulders up towards your ears. Oh, squeeze them in, squeeze them up. And then as you exhale, maybe through the mouth, just let your shoulders fall down like you're putting down a heavy burden. Inhale, squeeze them up, lift, lift, lift. And then exhale. One more time. Inhale, lift it up, pull it in. And then exhale, let it go, surrender. And then hands back to the thighs. Settle into your seat, lengthen down through the tailbone, broaden across your chest, tilt your chin parallel to the floor, lengthen along the back of your neck and grow tall up through the crown of your head. With the eyes closed, start to listen. Listen for sounds in the surrounding world. So we're starting with this um, broad, wide, expansive survey. And as you hear sounds in the outside world, you might notice your reaction to the sounds. Their impulse might be to identify the sounds. There might be a second layer of judgment or analysis of the sounds. Just notice. So we are not only observing the sound, but maybe observing uh, the mind's reaction to, reactions to the sounds. And then begin to listen for sounds in the room in which you inhabit, if you are in fact in a room. So can, can you perceive through sound kind of the boundaries of this room, the walls, the floor, the ceiling?
might hear the sound of your computer or the sound of a breathing pet. And again, observe the mind's interpretation and reaction to this stimulus. And now begin to draw your awareness into yourself. You might listen for the sound of your breath. And then you might start to delve into the uh, proprioception, the experience of inhabiting this physical form, this body. And again, um, take a look at what you're observing and the um, reactions to the experience of this present moment of your body at this time. So is the inner monologue, uh, does it tend to be more on the curious side or does it, you know, do you have that, those tendencies to be critical, unaccepting of what is Now, from this position in the world, this moment in time, uh, I invite you today to consider an intention for your practice. Where do you want to go from this moment? Consider again this idea that the dance is a push and pull. Acceptance and surrender as much as striving and, um, and change. Tune into your breathing and let's prepare for our moving practice by engaging in the technique of ujjayi pranayama, the triumphant uprising breath. So this is an intentional change of the breath, a a shift into a more um, active and um, dynamic breath so that the inhale 
really begins to expand and explore the capacity of the lungs. And the exhale is a um, is an experiment in getting empty, pushing all the air out of the lungs, preparing for the next inhale, new, fresh, deep breath in. So this is practiced by drawing a gentle contraction in at the back of the throat, attempting to keep the muscles, the expression of the face, uh, soft, neutral even. And as we've done in the past few weeks, if you'd like, if you um, connect with this imagery of the pitcher, so you might visualize your pitcher, give it some, give it a shape, give it a material that it's made out of. And then as you inhale, the pitcher fills from bottom to top with water as your lungs fill from bottom to top with air. And then as you exhale, tilting the pitcher so that the water, the air, pours from the lungs at an even rate, emptying from the top of the pitcher to the bottom of the pitcher, where all the air, all the liquid is emptied before it's filled again. Please bring your hands together in front of your heart and we will chant Om three times before beginning some movement. Exhale, empty the lungs completely. And inhale from bottom to top for Om.
Bow your head to your heart, release your palms to your thighs, then slowly lift your head as you open your eyes. Switch the cross of your legs, hands back to the thighs, and then start to make big circles with the upper body. So pulling the chest forward off to one side, back towards the wall behind you. So you feel the uh, pressure of your hips on the floor shift front to back, side to side, bringing some fluidity to our movement after that, um, after that, you know, somewhat rigid seat, and then send the upper body off in the other direction. So just inviting movement, being curious about what the movement brings. If there's any point in this movement when you're like, ooh, that feels a little stiff, a little stuck, maybe I want some change, invite some change into that area of the shoulders or of the hips, and you might pause for a minute there. Again, in considering your intention for practice and how that is going to influence how you perform or how you express these postures. Okay, coming back to a seated position and then uncrossing the legs. Let's make our way into a tabletop position. Plant the wrists below the shoulders, knees hip width distance apart, toes tucked under, and begin the cat and cow stretches with an inhale. Belly and chest down, tailbone and gaze lift, contract the back body, open up the front body, do your cow impersonation, and then exhale round the spine, chin to chest, tailbone towards the floor, belly button towards the sky, push the earth away into cat, and continue to move through these two postures, synchronizing breath and movement, again, recognizing um, recognizing the influence of these movements, of this shape, on your experience of your body, where and what are you feeling, and then upon identifying where and what you are feeling, consider how you might move from here. So do you want to pause in one shape or the other? Do you want to modify this movement or do you want to keep flowing with the breath between the two shapes? So there is choice in your practice. And also consider how your choices adhere to your intention. So where where do you want to be going? Where are you creating these um, these habitual, you know, these neural pathways, you know, you, um, that's part of the practice. Not only are we, uh, creating more strength and stability in our bodies, but we're also kind of creating strength and stability in our, uh, in our minds and our thought patterns. Okay. Uh, come back to a neutral spine and we're going to do that with a little more intensity. So we're going to bring some core strength to this cat and cow movement by tucking the toes under and just lifting the knees maybe three to four inches from the floor. So just stay here for a moment in the tabletop with the knees lifted. And then how might you bring some movement to this? So melt the chest, maybe look up a little bit. The movement's likely to be less pronounced with the knees lifted, and then exhale round the spine, maybe more concentrated in the upper back, 
Inhale, melt the heart, shoulders away from the ears. Maybe the gaze goes up a little bit. And then exhale, push the hands down, round the upper back, tilt the chin towards the chest. Legs are steady and strong. Again, explore movement. Couple more. And then come back down to the tabletop with the knees on the floor. So looking forward and down so the back of the neck stays long. Extend your right, yeah, your right heel back towards the wall behind you. Turn the knee and toes downward so the hips remain level like you could set uh, your pitcher or a glass of water at your low back without spilling it off to the right. And then reach forward with the left arm. Extend through the fingertips. Let the gaze follow the fingertips to the room in front of you. As you extend forward and reach back, keep some stability and awareness at your center. Lower ribs drawing in and back. Tailbone extending back, heart reaching forward. Length and strength and a little bit of balance here. Either choose to stay here or point the right toes, reach back with the left hand for the inside of the foot or ankle. If you can clasp that foot, then begin to kick the foot into the hand, lifting the right thigh away from the floor, allowing the left shoulder to melt onto the back of the chest. Soften the expression of the face. Notice what and where you're feeling. Is your right wrist bearing an unnecessary burden? Shift weight from your right wrist down into the knuckles. Release the foot, knee back to the floor, back through center before starting in on the second side, left leg extends back, knee and toes point down. Place your imaginary glass of water at your low back as you wrap your left outer hip down towards the floor so the hips remain level. And look forward, right arm forward. Extension and stability, reaching with the fingertips and the gaze and the heart forward, lengthening back with the tailbone and the heel. Lower ribs in and back, stability and strength at your core. And either choose to stay here or point the left toes as you bend the left knee, reach back with the right hand for the inside of the foot or ankle. Once you have a grip, kick the foot, lift the thigh, roll the shoulder back. So how much of it is um, a release, a surrender, and how much of it is an intentional movement into the shape? I think it's both. And that's some, I was always, I'm always, uh, as a early practitioner of yoga, my instinct was always to be pushing harder, going deeper. Um, then I got some instructions where like, think about how to let go of your right shoulder. How can you, uh, use the pressure of the foot into the hand to float the thigh higher? Soften the face. Always be breathing. Of course, shift weight out of the left wrist down into the knuckles. 
spread the weight distribution. Eventually, knee down, hand down, come back to the table. And now we're going to extend uh, the right knee out to the right. So uh, this is the dog at the hydrant moment. <laughs> so right uh, knee winds out to the right. And then let's make big circles with the knee. So let's start in a clockwise position. So the knee comes almost to the floor. And then it comes in towards the chest, out towards the right. Trying to draw a big uh, oblong circular type shape with the right knee and then go off in the other direction. So go off in a counterclockwise direction, pushing the knee back, circling it out, drawing it up towards the right arm. So exploring a range of motion in the right hip. And then set it down. We'll do second side. You might bring the right knee towards center a smidge and then left leg out to the left. Let's go in a counterclockwise direction first. Knee back, knee in and up towards the armpit, knee out to the left. Explore and possibly expand this movement as you explore. You might notice differences between each side. Your right hip is probably talking to you now after um, its turn at this. And then big oblong shapes in the opposite direction with the left knee. Remember to keep breathing. I just forgot about it. Okay, knee back to the floor. And let's take the knees back. Six to eight inches, tuck the toes under, tilt the tailbone up as though doing cow pose in the low back. Inner thighs spread back and apart. And take a puppy dog pose. Walk the hands forward. Spread the fingers. Tilt the tailbone up. Widen back through the inner upper thighs. And then chin and chest melt towards the floor. So I didn't say to widen the knees, and I'm feeling that here, that we didn't widen the knees. I often have you widen the knees uh, two or three inches apart to do this puppy dog pose. How does it feel without widening the knees? Does it feel like it's going to create injury, like this isn't the right pose, something's wrong here? Or does it just feel different? <laughs> different isn't always, you know, feeling, making it feel different isn't, isn't wrong. Um, so what are you feeling? Where are you feeling? How this, how might this little modification of keeping the knees hip width distance change your experience of this puppy dog shape? What are you noticing? Where are you noticing? How are you going to meet this moment with your intention? So does that mean physically changing how you express the pose or does that mean uh, redirecting the inner monologue? It's not always easy to decide <laughs> the, the answers to those questions. Okay, let's fl flow forward onto our bellies. 
chin and chest on the floor, arms back by your sides, point back through the toes, lift the legs one at a time, press the tops of your feet down, engage the muscles of the legs so that the kneecaps lift up as the feet press down. Lengthen back through the tailbone, interlace your fingers behind your back, point your elbows towards the ceiling, and then as you inhale next, reach back through the knuckles, lift the heart away from the floor. Sides of the neck back, crown of the head lifts, extend back through the knuckles, ground through the feet, engage the legs, breathe here again, meet this moment, notice what and where you're feeling, how does your intention influence how you practice this pose. Couple more breaths here, soften the face. And exhale, let it go. Left cheek to the floor, arms at your sides, big toes touch, heels widen apart, head heavy, neck soft, arms heavy, upper back broad. Surrender. Surrender the um, engagement of the previous pose. Let your body be uh, passive, be held, be supported by the, the, uh, the surfaces beneath you. Whether you can see, whether you call that just your mat or just the floor or whether you consider the earth holding you. I know it's early. It's early on in the practice, but let's go for that bow pose. Who, who's going to tell us not to? I'm going to tell you to do it. So uh, reach back for the outer ankles, flex the feet with the knees bent. Knees come uh, hip width distance apart as well as the ankles. So you don't need to squeeze the legs together, but we're keeping the knees hip width distance apart to keep the lower spine long. Shoulder blades on the back and then kick the feet into the hands or the ankles into the hands to lift the thighs. Allow the shoulders to be pulled back. And then maybe an active, a intentional expansion of the heart forward. Lift through the crown of the head. And breathe here. So maybe some gentle rocking with the breath. As you come into your bow pose or your bow pose, you might think, I often think of this shape like the bow of a, of a, uh, an old ship opening to the sea. And then release. Right cheek to the floor, arms to your sides, head to the arm bones, slump forward. Big toes touch, heels release apart. Relax the neck. Back to the breath.
Chin back to the floor, tuck your toes, plant your wrists by your ribs. With the toes tucked under, tone the muscles of your legs so that your kneecaps lift off of the floor. And then one, two, three, push! Come up into a plank position. Breathe in plank. Set your wrists below your uh, shoulders. And again, just like we did in that um, tabletop, extended tabletop pose, ground down through the knuckles, shifting weight out of your wrist, uh, bringing the surface area to which you bear the weight of your upper body, expanding that across your hands, down into your fingerprints, shoulders away from the ears, tone the muscles of your legs, and then exhale, shift the hips up and back, arriving in our first downward facing dog. As you push the hands down and forward, shift the hips up and back, And as we do, let's walk our dog, bending one knee, reaching the opposite hip up and out, exploring the backs of the legs as well as the outer hips. Again, bringing some fluid movement into the shape as we get get acquainted here with our dog. And... Now, once you've uh, wagged your tail a little bit, let's bring uh, the, do- the dog to relative stillness. You might start by bending the knees deeply, looking forward, push the hands down and forward, hug the shoulder blades together on the back of the heart as you push the hips up and back. And then as you melt the heels down, lengthen through the backs of the legs, release the head down, Draw the lower ribs in and back. Ground through the inner edges of your feet as you lift into your kneecaps. Push your outer hips up towards the ceiling and towards the back wall. So your butt just uh, just <laughs> nestles into the back uh, corner of the room where the wall meets the ceiling. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I just imagined that happening and it felt funny. Okay, press your hands down and forward, hips up and back, release the head, release the heels as you inhale. Next, lift the left leg straight up and back for the three-legged dog pose. Knee and toes point downward. Make that tabletop with the hips. Press the hands down and forward, look forward, and then as you exhale, lunge your left foot towards the top of your mat. You might give that left ankle a hand to come into the lunge. Hands can be on fingertips or if you'd like to take, you know, the five seconds it would take to get blocks, get blocks and put your fingertips on blocks on either side of your front leg, front foot. And, you know, we call, um, we call props um, modifying. We also, I think we often think of props as like the lesser way of doing something. But, um, from my, you know, the longer I practice, the more I'm like, well, I've always been practicing with my fingertips on the floor. What, how would it change my awareness, change my experience, change, expand my, um, expand my exploration to use the blocks? So, um, so yeah, take a fresh look at the blocks. Take a fresh look at how we uh, can use props to expand our practice not necessarily um, diminish our practice. Shoulders away from the ears, lift through the back inner thigh, back legs straight and strong, arrive with the lunge. 
And then exhale, send the hips back, straighten the left leg, push the left foot down and forward, round the spine. We'll do this a couple of times. Inhale to come to the lunge, open the heart. Exhale into the modified pyramid pose, lengthen the left leg, round the spine. Inhale again to come forward. And last time, exhale the hips back, round the spine. Inhale to come forward. And uh, if you have a block at the outside of the left ankle, place the block directly to the outside of the ankle. We're going to set up for a side angle pose. So left toes continue to point forward, left hand on the block or on the floor at the outside of the left ankle. Widen the left knee into the arm and hug the left arm into the leg, creating a conscious connection there. Then turn your right heel to the floor. Turn your right heel to the floor so the outer edge of your foot comes uh, close to parallel with the, out- the back end of your mat. I'm going to turn my toes in just slightly. I've been, um, I've been preferring that for diminishing the uh, strain on the right hip. So notice if you want to turn the toes in or make the back foot parallel to the back of your mat. Now, we're going to sweep the right arm towards the sky, keeping the connection between the left leg and the left arm. Stack your shoulders, open your chest, look up. So this side angle modification can be done with the hand on the block, the hand on the floor, or you can bring the uh, forearm up to the thigh. Again, this idea that, um, that a certain form of the pose is lesser uh, than another. So I always... You know, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I saw this forearm on the thigh as being a lesser version. And just recently, I started putting the forearm on the thigh and it opened up new challenges. So with the forearm and the thigh, you're really lifting the left ribs away from the left thigh. Turn the left ribs skyward. Look up, broaden across the chest. Feel the strength of the legs holding you, stabilizing you. Soften the face. Keep breathing. And then look down, hands down, turn the back heel up, place the right palm on the floor or on the block, inhale, sweep the left arm up. So we're back to the lunge, now revolving the lunge, opening the chest to the left wall, look up, and possibly embrace the sky by tilting the top ribs towards the earth, tilting, wrapping the right ribs towards the sky, keeping the legs as they were. And then hands come back to the floor. Press back once again. Downward facing dog. Maybe walking out your dog. Get acquainted with the moment and perhaps respond with movement. Before we move on to the second side. Left foot comes towards center. Right leg lifts straight up and back. Three-legged dog. Knee and toes point downward. Lift through the inner thigh, push the hands down to forward, shift the hips up and back, look to the top of your mat, and lunge the right foot forward between your hands, set up on fingertips or blocks on either side of the front foot. Again, notice your, um, notice your, (laughs) what is your internal monologue? What does it tell you about using blocks, using props? And again, I'm inviting you to consider that doing the pose in a new way, even if it's a way that you 
have uh, have always considered to be lesser, consider that there might be uh, mer- merit, value, something new to be discovered in doing things a different way. And then you might go to it and be like, Man, no, this isn't for me. But you tried it. <laughs> it's like trying to get my kids to eat vegetables. Just try it. You don't have to like it. I just want you to know for sure. And then you try it again because your taste might change. Okay, from here, we're going to push through the right foot, round the spine, push with the foot, pull the right leg straight, inhale, come back to the lunge, exhale, hips back, round the spine, inhale forward once more, exhale, hips go back, round the spine, chin to chest, forehead towards or to the knee. Inhale, come back to the lunge, and we'll transition to our side ankle pose. Block or hand to the outside of the right ankle. Wind the leg into the arm, hug the arm into the leg, create that conscious connection, and then turn the left heel to the floor. Again, the option to turn the toe slightly inward or keep the back outer edge of the left foot parallel to the short end of your mat. Hopefully, that distinction makes sense. Lengthen and strengthen the left leg, push down consciously, ground through the left foot, and then sweep the left arm to the sky, stacking the shoulders. Extend through the right inner thigh, draw the right outer hip towards the back of your mat as you suction the left outer foot towards the floor. And again, choose your hand position for the right hand or the right forearm on the thigh. Again, the right forearm on the thigh, not lesser, different. So what, um, what can this modification open up, make you more aware of? For me, again, there's this activation of the right side, more of a core strength to the shape, lifting the right thigh away from the floor, trying to create that triangle shape between the right hip, the right elbow, and the right armpit. All the while, softening the face and always breathing. Look down, hands down, back heel lifts to the lunge, left fingertips to the floor or hand on the block, inhale, sweep the right arm up, revolve the lunge, left ribs towards the right inner thigh, look up, And then maybe open up, so embracing the sky. Bottom ribs shift to the sky, top top ribs revolve towards the earth. And then hands down, once again, press it back, downward facing dog. Get reacquainted, walk it out if you'd like. Shift the hips from side to side. And then we're going to bring the right foot towards center. Draw the left knee in and up towards the armpits, towards the left armpit, and then circle the leg out. So starting with uh, counterclockwise circles with the left knee. So we did this from table, now we're doing it in down dog. A few times, and then circle it back, uh, uh, clockwise circles with the left knee. And left foot down, second side, right knee pulls up towards the right armpit, 
clockwise circles with the right knee. Challenging, huh? <laughs> I think so. Okay, other direction. Okay, back to center. Let's bring the knees down to the floor. I'm making it a point to uh, teach headstand this year, I think. I think I'm just going for the whole year. So uh, if you already have a headstand practice, this is your chance. Go for it. Do all the crazy and cool things that can be done in a headstand. So um, I'm just going to give my little pro headstand spiel here. Um, headstand is a great, a great pose because it's probably not a pose you can do the first time you try it. Um, so it can be, it can give you something to, uh, work towards, can give you a goal, give you an intention for your practice. And, uh, in achieving that with time, with, uh, strengthening, with confidence, um, you can really get that sense of like accomplishment and, self-value, self-worth from your practice, which is something I think most of us could use <laughs> from time to time. So also, it's cool, just the physicality of it, going upside down, reversing the pulls of our body, getting our hips over our heart and our heart over our head. Um, great strength for the upper body, great uh, cultivation of balance. And then once you're up there, once you can hold the pose, then you can do all these crazy things with uh, your body in a different relationship to gravity. So um, if you're already doing that, keep doing it. Otherwise, we're going to do our headstand preparatory poses. Um, you may or may not come up today. You may or may not bring your mat to the wall. So depending on where you're at, if, you, if you're like, um, I can kick up to the wall, I'm trying to get away from the wall, then move your mat a little bit away from the wall. If you're like, ooh, I'm not comfortable going into a headstand, don't even bother with the wall yet. We're going to interlace the fingers, cross, uh, keep a little bit of distance between the heels of the hands, plant the elbows below the shoulders, so we're in a forearm, forearm tabletop pose. Let's get acquainted here. Uh, forearms are bearing the weight of the upper body, knees are still on the, on the earth. Draw back through your lower front ribs so your spine lengthens. Draw your shoulders onto your back and away from your ears. So there's this plugging in of the shoulders, a strength and awareness of the shoulders on the back body. Tuck the toes under and lift your hips up. So now we transition from the forearm table to the forearm dog. So this is a great strengthening shape for building the strength and confidence for our headstand practice. What would happen next would be to start to inch the feet forward, lifting the hips higher. So the hips get closer to the position where they will eventually be over the shoulders. Okay, so you could practice here. The next thing would be to find out about the head bearing weight in this shape. So the shoulders back off a little bit as you lower your head to the floor. If the head doesn't reach the floor, Often, um, you know, maybe uh, two out of ten people or one out of ten people need some padding between their head and the floor in this shape, just based on the proportion of neck to upper arm length. 
So if you need that, put a little padding underneath your head in the form of a blanket. Push down through your elbows, push down through your forearm, push down through your head as you lift your hips. And then you might just experiment with taking one leg up with the head, with the forearms, pushing down, bearing weight. And then that leg comes down, three-legged forearm headstand dog thingy here with the right leg lifted. And then come on down. And then push down through the head, lift the shoulders away from the ears. Look, mom, no hands. So arms reach back, push down through the crown of the head, keep the spine tall. So this is really getting the neck strong, keeping the upper body, uh, upper back long uh, for this headstand. So this might be quite a, uh, quite a uh, leap, <laughs> leap of faith to take the arms up and back. But uh, it really demonstrates how the head will, in fact, be bearing weight for headstand. So those are some headstand preparatory poses. If headstand is something you want to work towards, if you tell yourself right now, I think I can do it if I practice, set that intention and do a little practice outside of the live stream or outside of your yoga classes. Take a few minutes, maybe time a one-minute um, forearm dog pose. Do those leg lifts. See if you can extend the uh, lift the arms up with the heads down. We're in child's pose now, so as I talk about this, um, relax the body, rest the hips to the heels, extend the arms forward to start. So again. Um, you gotta take some. <laughs> you gotta take some matters into your own hands. So headstand. Uh, some of these more elaborate poses. Yes, you can go to a workshop where there might be more time spent on these uh, on doing these types of things. But there's so much of this that you can do um, on your own. So uh, you could. I I will. In, I will. Um, I'll go out on a limb here and say you could do a headstand <laughs> at some point. So um, it's just a matter of getting that strength and feeling that confidence to bear the weight of the body on the forearms and on the head. And uh, so again, practice these poses. Remember what we just did and maybe practice those. You don't have to do it every day. Maybe three days a week would get you there pretty quickly, I think. Maybe a um, try for a two-minute timed forearm dog pose with the head lifted. Maybe take a break from that. Put the head down. Do the leg lifts. See if you can reach the arms back. And then the next step would be to approach the wall once you get comfortable and strong in all of those movements. Take your arms back. Heads of the arm bones round forward. Upper back broadens. And then take this time to come back to the uh, back to the moment, back to um, your body in space at this time. So where are you feeling? What are you feeling? Opportunity here to reflect as well as rest.
Okay, round up through the spine. Man, I don't know if we're going to stand up at any point today. We haven't done it yet. <laughs> Get a strap handy if you have one. You know, if you have a designated uh, yoga strap, that's great. Otherwise, you could use a towel or even a, a sock. We're going to come into a squat. So with the yoga squat, you want your heels about hip width distance apart, and you want your toes turned out at about a 45-degree angle. As you bend the knees, you can bring the hands down to the floor or to blocks in front of you for support. And at some point, the heels might lift up as you sink the hips down. If you can, rock weight back onto the heels. So as the heels go down, the tailbone lengthens, which we're trying to get that weightiness of the hips, the length of the tailbone here. So if the heels are unable to go down, slide some height underneath the heels so that you can get that sense of grounding. Make sure the knees are pointed the same direction that the toes are, uh, are pointing. And we'll just start with the squat. Hands together in front of the heart space, thumbs pull towards the sternum. As the tailbone settles, roots, weighs downward, the chest lifts, opens, expands forward and up. Take the arms to the insides of the thighs, Push the arms gently into the thighs. Hug the thighs gently. Hug the arms gently with the thighs. Ex yeah, you got it. <laughs> Expand with the arms. Hug with the thighs. Lift with the heart. Lengthen with the tailbone. Back to the breath. Back to this moment. What and where are you feeling? So I, I, my encouragement is uh, to consider the mind first. What is the internal monologue around the, your experience of your expression of this moment? And then do you want to redirect that, re change, the, um, change the conversation, change the monologue, or do you want to change the pose? Do you want to change the shape? And what's more in line with your intention for your practice? Okay, right fingertips reach out to the right. So fingertips tense to the floor. Right arm widens out into the right thigh. Have your strap handy by your right hand. And then sweep your left arm to the sky. So the right ribs pull forward towards the inside of the right thigh. The gaze goes up, similar to the upper body in our side angle pose, is what I'm observing. And then either choose to stay here. Keep reaching through the right fingertips. Bend the right elbow around the right shin. And if you can, land the right hand at the outside of the right hip, palm facing out. Right palm, outside of right hip, palm facing out. Reach up, look up, and then bend the left hand, bend the left elbow, and try to clasp uh, the hands behind the right hip. So... What do we do when our hands don't clasp? Then we get our handy arm extender in the form of our strap, our, our sock, our towel, and connect the hands with that prop. Right shoulder into the right thigh, right thigh into the right shoulder, left shoulder hugs to the back of the chest, gaze might continue upward, hips might continue downward. Notice where and what you're feeling. And don't forget to breathe. 
Okay, release the bind and we'll do it on the second side. Left fingertips reach out to the left. So left arm to the inside of the thigh, reach out through the left fingertips, tent the left fingertips on the floor, and then sweep the right arm up. Reach up, look up. Similar opening of the chest to our side angle pose, keeping the right hip uh, melting down. And then bend, uh, bend the left elbow around the left shin. Turn the left palm to face out, landing the back of the head at the outside of the left hip. Reach up with the right arm. Bend the right arm. Clasp the hands or use your arm extender. Right shoulder on the back. Maybe look up. Notice what? Notice where? Notice how? And what's your talk around all of this? Do you want to change the monologue, change the self-talk, or change the pose, or both, or neither. And then look down, hands back to the floor, and we're gonna press back again into downward facing dog, walk it out. Okay, maybe a little more exaggerated walkout. Turn the right knee, right knee, right toes to the, or sorry, left knee, left toes to the left at an angle, and then bend the right knee towards the left wall. Push the left hip up and back, and maybe even sway from side to side. Not really a designated pose, just a way to um, get into some fluid movement in the body, maybe some increased blood flow in the right hip left hip. Okay, second side, turn the right knee, right toes out to the right, lengthen the right heel down so the right leg is semi-straight, then turn the left knee out to the left, shift the hip forward and back, side to side. Okay. Back to the dog, inhale, left leg straight up and back, look to the top of your mat, exhale, lunge the left foot forward between the hands. Set up with possibly some padding underneath the right knee as the right knee comes on down to the floor. The older I get, the more I want that padding, FYI. So left foot comes out to the left a couple of inches. Hands to the inside of the left leg. Tone the legs towards one another. Right knee pulls forward. Left heel draws back, strengthening the legs. And then slowly, you might melt the left elbow down to the floor. You might melt the right elbow down to the floor. Left leg hugging the left arm. Melt the heart, shoulders away from the ears. Choose to stay here or lift the right leg Lifting the knee away from the floor, lengthen back through the heel, forward through the heart, shoulders away from the ears. Notice where, notice what, notice how, and what's the inner monologue around this moment. Where, how do you, uh, how do you meet this moment with your intention? Another part of this, um, as I was talking about my friend on the live stream, my inspiring 
friend who knows what she wants and knows uh, often knows how to get it. But also the, uh, the beauty, the beauty of this too, is that she's grateful when she gets it, (laughs) which I love. I find that hard. I find it hard to, do you ever find it hard to get what you want? Um, so consider that, consider that you might be in a pose that you're really happy about, that you feel contented in. And can you, can you accept that contentment? Can you, uh, be like, yes, yes, this is good. And I like it. And I am happy with this and live in that for a moment. Okay, right knee down to the floor, press up, and then walk your left foot back towards center. Send the legs back, send the hips back, point the left toes towards the ceiling, round the spine, chin to chest, forehead towards or to the knee, and then inhale, melt the hips down and forward, roll the shoulders back, heart up. Again with the breath, exhale, hips back, left toes towards the ceiling, left leg straight, Inhale, come forward. Very similar to our lunge and pyramid pose, but now the back knee is down. Creating a considerable difference. So keep going with this. If you'd like, intensify, maybe, modify, maybe, by bringing the arms up as you come into the lunge, as you melt the hips forward. And then exhale, push back with the hips, round the spine, take the arms back. So kind of uh, taking out the support of the arms, bringing more openness to the chest as you come into the Anjane Asana shape, the lunge shape. And then let's come back to a lunge. Support your upper body by placing your hands on your left thigh. Prop up your chest. Broaden your collarbones. Lengthen your tailbone. Then keeping the legs hugging in, just slowly start to sink the hips forward. Kind of uh, dipping your toe in the water of this. (laughs) Letting it be gradual so the hips aren't just slumping forward all at once. There's a gradual extension of the left hip towards the left heel and extension of the right knee back. Okay, point the right toes, bend the right knee, come, uh, reach back with the right hand, grab the right foot, pulling the heel in towards the hip. And then at that point, your hips might back off a little bit because this is quite, quite the quad stretch. So heel, hip towards the heel, melt the hips forward a little bit or a lot. Experiment with it. Again, back to the breath. Where, what, how are you experiencing this moment? Okay, back off the hips a little bit and then switch the, uh, switch the foot to the left hand. Keep the foot actively pressing into the hand. It's a little different, a little weird. If you like, right arm can go up. Ooh, 
Ooh, that changed things, didn't it? When, you, when I lifted my right arm, I felt more uh, extension along the front of the hip, even into the quad. Definitely grimace appeared on the face. <laughs> okay, release the foot. Release uh, the foot back to the floor. Send the left leg back, downward facing dog. Ooh, walk it out. And let's remember all of that for the second side. Okay, what was that? Left leg forward, now right leg forward. Light, starting with the right leg lifting with an inhale and lunging with an exhale. Come on down to your lunge and um, bend the left knee to the floor, possibly onto your padding. Walk the right foot out to the right, both hands to the inside of the right leg. Hug the right uh, leg into the right arm. Scissor the legs, right heel back, left knee forward, square the hips, strengthen the legs, and then start to melt the right elbow down, possibly forearm to the floor, maybe left elbow down, forearm to the floor, interlace the fingers or prayer hands, hug the right shoulder into, hug the right leg into the right shoulder, and either choose to stay here or left, lift the back inner thigh, back leg straight and strong. Again, meet this moment. Where are you feeling? What are you feeling? Or maybe you're compelled just to do something crazy and different here. I'm thinking about all the opening we've done today <laughs> and how all, we've opened ourselves up to a lot of possibilities, I think. So uh, let's see where this all culminates. I'm interested. I'm interested in where this is going. <laughs> couple more breaths here remember you can always modify by bringing the knee back down and the modification is not a lessening it's a opportunity okay knee back down walk the hands back right foot back towards center and send the hips back, right toes to the ceiling, fold over the right leg into this runner's stretch. Inhale, hips shift down and forward, shoulders roll back. Again, movement with breath. Observing as we move, as we breathe. And then again, choosing to take the, uh, the support of the arms out of this. When you push the hips back, arms go back. As you come onto the right foot, melt the hips, arms go up, chest lifts into Anjane Asana. One more time back. And next time we come forward, we're going to stay forward. Hands on the front thigh, prop up the chest, lengthen the spine, melt the hips. Slowly dip in the toe, in the water. You don't want to jump in. I mean, sometimes you do. Sometimes you want to be that polar bear 
join the polar bear club and just jump into the cold water all at once. But this we're just dipping our toe in, easing our way down. <sighs> okay, point the left toes, bend the left knee, reach for the inside of the foot. Again, there's always the opportunity to expand the length of your arm with your strap. Pull the heel in towards the outer hip. Maybe back off with the hips if you're getting some cramping situations. Maybe dip the hips in, dip the toe in. Keep pushing the foot into the hand. Maybe use the hand on the right thigh to prop up the chest, or you can even experiment with extending the right arm up. Okay, we're going to switch. So back the hips off a little bit, reach back with the right hand, either grab the foot or the strap. Melt the hips down and forward, left fingertips to the floor, to the left, hand, left thigh, or reach them up towards the ceiling. Whatever you're doing, make sure the legs are still scissoring in. The left outer hip is wrapping forward. So as we stretch these big muscles, we keep the legs strong and stable. Release the foot, and once more, press back, DFD, downward facing dog. Explore it, walk it out. Notice these sensations. Push the hands down and forward, shift the hips up and back, lift into the kneecaps, diminish the crease at the front of each ankle as you lengthen your heels down towards the earth. Okay, I think we're going to do this. I think we're going to do our transition from side angle pose into bird of paradise. So we're going to stand at the top of our mats only once today, and it's going to be in this attempt to, um, to get to this bird of paradise pose. So um, I'm just going to talk us all through it. Those of you on the podcast can't see me anyway, so um, that's not going to help. But you just need, need follow the words. We've done a lot of this throughout the practice. We've done the side angle. We've done a bind with the arms around the front of the leg in our squat position. And all we haven't done is stand. So, and I think we're all pretty confident in standing, right? Okay, lift the left leg straight up and back. Look to the top of your mat. Lunge your left foot between your hands. Okay, turn your back heel to the floor, maybe keeping a little angle with the outside of the foot. Bring the left hand to the inside of the left leg, possibly on the floor or a block. And sweep the right arm to the sky. Widen the left arm into the left leg. And then we're going to turn the top palm, the right palm, towards the wall that your back is facing. Bend the elbow and bring that hand to the outside of the left hip facing out. Right shoulder hugs to the back of the chest. Left arm snakes underneath. Try to clasp the hands or use your arm extension in the form of a strap, towel, necktie, whatever. Right shoulder on the back, look up. Be here now, notice what and where you're feeling. This is a great pose. This is a place to be present. 
Look down at your front foot. Step your back foot forward. One big hop, two big hops. So you're in this awkward um, bound pose at the top of your mat. Right foot grounds. If you have the block there, the block can be helpful. Just look at your left foot. Look at your left foot. Can you get it on that block? It might just be a little leap of faith, pushing down through the right foot. Hop the left foot onto the block. Keep your bind. Ground down through the right foot. Send those roots down. Strengthen the right leg. Draw back through the sides of the waistline. And then start to lift up. So you're keeping the bind around the right inner thigh, left inner thigh. Lengthen the tailbone down. Lift the chest up. And then what? Do you want to straighten the left leg or attempt to straighten the left leg? Push down through the right foot, lengthen through the tailbone, lift through the heart, extend through the left inner thigh. Breathe. And then bend the left knee, maybe foot back onto the block, maybe foot back onto the floor. One step right leg back, two steps right leg back. Open up, modified side angle. Hand back to the floor, press back. Downward facing dog. What did we just do? That was so crazy and unexpected and cool and triumphant and difficult and discouraging all at once. It was quite a dance. Inhale, right leg up and back. We got to do it again on the second side. Look to the top of your mat. Lunge your right foot forward. Back heel to the floor. Right hand to the block at the inside of the right ankle. Sweep the left arm up. Turn the left palm to face the wall that your back is facing. Bend the left elbow. Hand to the outside of the thigh. Shoulder blade on the back. Chest turns up. Snake the right arm underneath the right thigh. Grab hands or use your prop. Shoulders on the back. Look at this. Look at this bound angle, side angle pose. This is a place to be, a place to be curious. Look at the front of, look at your right foot. Push into your right foot. Hop once. Hop twice, left foot to the top of your mat so you're in a forward, bound forward fold. Push down through the left foot. Look at the block if it's there. Hop your right foot up onto the block. Small triumph. Push your right foot down. Draw back through the sides of the waistline. Lengthen down. Lift up. Bird of paradise pose. Right leg extends. Shoulders back, tailbone down. Root down. Root to rise. There are birds of paradise. There are also birds of paradise. There are flower. I think this is mimicking the shape of a flower. Push out through the heel. Pull back through the shoulders. Oh, and then come on down with grace or not so much. <laughs> right foot back to the floor. Hop the left leg back once, twice. Reverse. Open to the modified sign angle. Push the hands down. Hips back. I guess we're doing another down dog. Push the hands up. Down and forward, hips up and back. And lower your knees to the floor. Sweep your legs forward. Lie on your back. Ha. Feet up towards your heels. Parallel. Push down with the feet. Lift with the hips. Interlace your fingers behind your back. Don't even think about it. Shoulder blades on the back. Come on up. Bridge pose. Push with your feet. Lift with your outer hips. Curling, bridging your back body away from the floor. Okay, there's a big steamer ship. Is that a ship, a steamer? Big steamer ship coming up under your bridge. Lift your bridge higher. You don't want to get 
Uh, you don't want to get hit. <laughs> lift the bridge, lift the bridge, arch the back, push into the feet, and then lower the hips down, untuck the shoulders, walk the feet apart, knees fall together, hand to the belly, hand to the heart, back to the breath. So not a huge focus today on back bends. Just not. We did that last week. We're doing, we did a lot of hips, thighs, hips and thighs today. So this back bending, this is kind of a nice counter to that, right? So we don't have to put too much pressure on ourselves. Just kind of sneaking up on these back bends. Back to the breath. Arms at your sides, feet parallel, heels in and up towards your hips, knees, uh, knees hip width distance, feet hip width distance, press the feet down, lift the hips up, either interlace the fingers behind your back or frame the head with the arms, fingertips point towards the shoulders, elbows towards the ceiling, push down through the feet, lift through the hips, come up to the crown of your top of your head if you're going into wheel or come up into bridge. Walk your hands back, roll towards the bridge of your nose. Come on with me, five, four, three, two, one. Push with the hands, lift with the heart, curl the back body, inner thighs down, outer hips lift. Back to breath, back to the present moment. How are you interacting with this posture, with this moment? What are you feeling? Where are you feeling? How are you reacting to it? And then what decisions do you make on the data that you've collected? How do you live your intention? And then chin to chest. Come on back. Feet apart, knees together, hands onto the body. One to the belly, one to the chest. If you'd like, observe the breath. And then upon observation, upon collecting this data, how do you want to proceed? Okay, pep talk time. Okay, you guys, we're doing one more back bend. If you can believe it, it's really the last thing I'm going to ask you to do that is physically hard. <laughs> so, uh, you know, get muster the rest of your, uh, your, your uh, what do you call it, motivation to do hard things. Bring it all into this moment. Feet together. Knees, uh, hip width distance apart. Hands either at your side as you lift the hips, interlace the fingers, or grab the ankles for a bound bridge. Or again, frame the face with the arms, elbows towards the ceiling, fingertips towards the shoulders. Push down with the feet, lift with the hips. Come on up onto the crown of your head for a wheel. Roll towards the bridge of your nose, elbows in. Push up into your wheel pose or into your bridge, bound bridge not down bridge, whatever it is, arch the back body, open up the front body, arrive in this 
moment. So you're just in the midst of doing the hard thing. What does it feel like to be in the midst of doing the hard thing? You can do this hard thing. You're, you rock. You're awesome, all of you. I'm going to take a guess at the third person. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say our, our uh, third streamer is Nancy, a fourth person. Because um, we've got a couple streamers together. I'm just chatting here while I'm up in this pose. I'm going to have a cup of tea. Push down with the feet, lift with the outer hips, roll the inner thighs downward, heart opens, chin tucks, come on back down. Ah, you did it. You made it. We're here. We're still here. Knees together, feet apart, hands back onto the body, observation back on the breath. Rest and reflect. Where have we been to? Where has it brought us? And where do we intend this all to be moving us into the future? And then again, there's this non-attachment that is a... I always come back to this non-attachment clause. The non-attachment clause to yoga. That yes, we are um, moving with intention. We do have um, purpose, intention, um, things that we are identifying and trying to change and trying to develop. But there's also this underlying lack of control that we always have to, um, you know, that is, needs to be accepted, you know, there, uh, that we cannot uh, control the outcome of our decisions, really. We are not working. We are not practicing. We are not living in a vacuum. There are always uh, other forces that we are dancing with. Okay. Bring the feet together. Lift the feet up. Cup the knees with the hands and then just rock side to side, pushing the knees into the hands, massaging the low back. And then knees in and up towards the armpits. Take hold of the outer edges of the feet. Rock side to side. Happy little baby. Okay, back to center. Soles of the feet together. Interlace the fingers. Widen the knees apart. Extend through the inner thighs. Flatten the low back, more of the back body on the floor in this reclined butterfly, reclined bound angle, extension through the inner thighs, contraction through the outer hips, pulling the heads of the arm bones forward, widening the shoulders apart. And now finally, you have arrived here and give yourself a big hug. Knees together, arms wrap around the thighs, Hug in, squeeze in, tailbone towards the heels, less of the back body on the floor. Hug in, really expressing, pulling in, showing love, affection for yourself, gratitude. You did this thing. I mean, it was if you're here, your intention was, part of your intention was to get through the practice, to do the whole thing, and now here you are. 
Again, when you do the thing that you set out to do, can we be gracious with ourselves and be grateful and happy for achieving what we've set out to achieve? And then release. Maybe. That doesn't mean stopping. That doesn't mean um, ceasing to uh, strive. (laughs) It just means... Enjoying the you know recognition of um, of our efforts and our um, abilities. So uh, get yourself ready for your savasana, this opportunity for reflection, where we stop the movement, we stop the the striving, the pushing, and maybe this looks like. Uh, lying on your back uh, position or legs up the wall or a folded over the support of a bolster in a child's pose. And consider that, you know, you might do it differently. (laughs) Perhaps you have a ritual around uh, this pose. So... Maybe do the ritual. And then I think most of us like to do a little settling in. A little, uh, um, what would you call that? Um, (laughs) A little tweaking, a little movement to get our bodies just so to a place where you feel uh, safe and comfortable letting the body uh, reside in stillness. So again, I'm going to invite you to orient yourself in this time and space. Let's do the reverse in this case, though. We'll start with the self. We'll start by observing the inner noise, the inner vibrations of our own bodies. Listen for what and where You may be holding tension. Your body may still be acting. And then as opposed to this triumphant uprising breath that we brought to the beginning of class, we're going to try to release the breath. So uh, anybody who's tried this will, will know the challenge of being conscious of the breath without changing it. Seems the moment we become aware of the breath, our reaction is to make it different. So is it possible to be aware of the breath 
receive this moment with acceptance. Taking a step back from inhabiting or directing this body. Taking a step back from even directing, inhabiting the mind. Becoming the observer, practicing the non-attachment, the non-attachment clause. Now, become again more aware of this room in which the body resides. Perhaps there's another living, breathing animal <laughs> in this space. With your eyes closed, can you sense the shape of that other being? The presence of objects inhabiting the room. The protective barriers of the walls, the floor, the ceiling. also sense more beyond these walls
re-arrive with your physical presence, your physical being, by consciously drawing more air into your lungs and a conscious exhale, maybe sighing out through the mouth. Beginning to bring movement back to your fingers and toes. Maybe circling wrists and ankles in one direction and in the other. Eventually, bend the knees, feet on the floor. Extend an arm by an ear and roll off to that side into a child or a fetal position, transitioning out of the practice from our corpse pose. And as you're ready, make your way back to a seated position, full circle, back to where we started. Hands together at heart center, we'll close practice with the single sound of OM. Exhale the breath. Inhale for OM. Thank you for your presence, your patience, and your devotion to this practice. The light in me recognizes and bows to the light in each of you. Namaste. Sorry for going over time. Started a little late, went a little late. Um, appreciate y'all, your patience, 